Hey, welcome back to the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about goofing off. Yes, that is correct. Goofing off. Because it is actually a very important part of your development. I know we talk a lot about training and the things you need to do in training and and your focus and your intensity and and all of that and, and setting goals and all this other stuff. But Goofing off is also a very, very important element of it. Now, of course, you have to be aware of the trap in that if it becomes all about goofing off and not about training as well to get better, that becomes a problem. So don't let that happen. But for your mental state, for your enjoyment of the game, goofing off is really, really important. Uh, You know, let me put it this way. To be great, you need to fall in love with the ball. I've said that before. I'm sure you've heard it in many, many other places. To fall in love with the ball, you need to have fun. Great players didn't see soccer. They didn't see having the ball at their feet as an activity, something they had to do, a chore they had to to take care of after, after dinner. They loved having the ball at their feet. They loved trying and learning new things. And look, goofing off also has a competitive element to it as well. Uh, when you you have teammates to get involved, whether, you know, it's, you can't let them figure out a move or a cool trick that you can't do, right? If they show you something and you can't do it, that's a problem. That's, that's what you're going to go work on. And the next time you see him, you're going to have it down, right? So, <laughs> you know, that 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 becomes an important part of it as well. And also, of course, any type of pickup, but let me give you some ideas of things you can do, uh, mostly with other players. Um, I mean, you can do it on your own. These on your own, they're more fun. You get that little competitive element of of other players. You even drag your mom or dad out if you if you have to. But um, there is, of course, the crossbar challenge. So you you can if you have access to a goal, if you have a, a goal in your backyard, or you can get to one easily, and you go out with a teammate or two, and it is what it sounds. I, I'm sure you've all, all heard of this one. That's you know, you, you start from a distance, maybe it's the, the penalty spot, you might be able to, to back up to the um the 18 or the top of the D, depending on your, your age and so forth. And it's just who can hit it first or who can hit it the most times out of 10 attempts or or what have you. Uh soccer golf is another great one, and you can do this anywhere because we used to do this around the neighborhood you would just pick whatever whoever won the hole you just played they pick the next hole so you might start out you get out in the front yard and it's hit that street sign across the street right hit hit the the base of that tree hit that specific pole on the fence hit that tire (laughs) on a, on a car, whatever it may be. And of course, obviously the rule is whoever gets just like regular golf, lowest score wins. So whoever hits the hole in the fewest amount of shots is, is the winner of that hole. You can play as many holes as you want. You know, I, I had players one time were like 10, 11 years old. And this was out when there was like some snow on the ground. Um, there was, there was enough grass or I should call it mud for us to do some stuff in some areas, but we trained for a bit and then played soccer golf and ended up being out there for like four hours because they really got into just 
constantly playing soccer golf. So that was a lot of touches, a lot of different ball striking for them to work on without even realizing they were training because they were having a blast. Um, soccer horse. Any of you have ever played basketball, right? Horse is simply whether you have two players, five players, whatever, you, you go in an order. The first person goes, they take whatever type of shot. Um, maybe they say they shoot with their opposite hand or they call bank shot or they shoot a foul shot or whatever. And if they make it, the next uh, person has to do it. And if they miss, they get a letter until they spell, of course, horse. So with soccer, you can do this in any type of way you want. You can call, you know, uh, you can use a trash can as a basket if you want, or maybe it's just if you don't have that available, you just have a specific object that you have to hit. And so it could be they could put a ball down like it's a free kick and, and you know, just put it in the trash can or hit the object. You could call, you know, a, a chip or opposite foot or laces or, or instep or throw it up and you have to hit a volley or you have to hit it off one bounce or whatever. You get the idea. You can get the ideas flowing and play some soccer horse. There's the five ball juggling game, which I did in a podcast, I think only a few episodes ago, or maybe in November, something like that. So go check that one out because there's some details to that. Now that is something you can also do on your own because it is a four time game. But of course, if you can get a teammate involved, or two teammates involved, and you can compete as far as your time. Who can do the better time? Um, you know, you could probably play a version of of horseshoes, just kicking a soccer ball instead of throwing a horseshoe. You know, have the target, and whoever gets closest. Again, you could do that with a trash can because you can be in the target. Is like getting the horseshoe around around the stake, but you could use anything really, and it's pick a distance and it's whoever gets uh whoever gets closest you can play soccer volleyball you can play soccer tennis um and look you can do it it may you may not have an actual net but you could do it over a, a bench you could put um a couple of chairs next to each other you could if you have those fold out ones as well you can put them down you can even put a line on the ground if you don't have anything and obviously then you don't have the the getting it over an object difficulty, but it's, you can still play it. Uh, you can play the nutmeg game and this is really a competitive one V one game, but there's a lot of goofing off too, because just real quick, I have a video on this on YouTube. If you go to the YouTube channel, the soccer specialist, just, I think you'll find it. I think it's like the fourth or fifth most viewed video. So you can look for it there, but it's basically played one V one in a small space and you played a three and a nutmeg is worth three points, so that ends the game quickly. So if you look at it that way, you you get a lot of goofing off because you get a lot of creativity and how you want to try and nutmeg your teammate, and it just becomes a lot of fun. And, of course, play an old pickup. Believe me, there's there's it, there's it it's competitive, and you go out and you want to play hard. When you get out there with just four, five, six out of the players, there becomes some goofing off too because, again, just like in the nutmeg game, you try things. Right, you, you you try and get your teammate to fall down who's defending and, and you, you get that goofy, fun element of. And look, here's a secret too. Uh, the more fun you get, the more fun the goofing off is, the more fun the games are as well. But when you can do more different things and you start playing these types of games, that becomes more fun as well. Uh, now, of course, another element besides goofing off is, a training element is 
it's if you want to be a great player, it becomes individual training. It becomes what you do with the team and it becomes games, which are like the goofing off as well, but also pick up actual just going out and it's free play. There are no coaches there. You know, there are no uh, parents around, but you still are playing games, whether it's 2v2, 3v3, 5v5, you know, whatever it is, uh, because look, it, it is a team sport and you must you must have an incredible technical comfort level with the balls, an individual, but it's also a team sport. So you need to be able to do those things under pressure when you have different options to get the result that you want. Because that technical comfort level is the foundation and then you need to be able to do it within a competitive team environment. So you need the team training, you need the games to learn and understand how to use those technical skills in the right way and the best way for helping the team succeed. And then, of course, the pickup, right? It's this great combination of com competition. And look, I can tell you, and I think anyone else who's had a, a pickup um, experience, a pickup background in any sport can tell you how competitive <laughs> pickup can get. So don't think it's not competitive, okay? You'll get that element as well, but you also get the element of freedom to try new things, you know, to to try a cheeky, you know, L behind pass instead of just L behind dribble, you know? Um, Whatever it is, little chips inside the box, little things you might not try because they are high risk. You might not try within your, your team environment, but you can try within pickup um, because I tell you, pickup is as much about <laughs> making the other team look silly with something you do as it is about scoring. Uh, <laughs> that's an important part of it, which also goes back to the, the goofing off. Uh, you know, I used to play with my team when they were younger. I play with them as a neutral a lot because when they're younger and learning, it helps the, the team with the ball keep possession a lot better. And you're also hoping they learn from the things as a coach that you're doing that, that they don't really know yet. You know, your movement off the ball, you're talking um, to teammates, but also creativity and trying new things, you know, and, and doing some of the things you want them to get comfortable in trying you know i used to do a lot when they got a little older and they could see this as something they could do you know a lot you get in that final third area and there's not that much space um to play balls through on the ground you know you and you see the pros do this from time and i'm that little you know five or six yard chip right over the back back line to a player running on you know these things players that would they probably never really think about or understand until they see it from someone else. Of course, the devil's always in the details, but this, the big picture is this. If you want to be the best player, as I mentioned, if you want to not even be the best player, just be your best and have more fun doing it, you need to fall in love with the ball. So you need to get out there and goof off and, and you know play these games that I've talked about and so forth. And you need to combine that with your individual training as well and, and go into your team. And so, you know, just as a core fundamental start is, you know, none of you are too, are so busy that you don't have 10 minutes to spend with the ball at your feet. Even if you wake up first thing in the morning and all you're doing is ball control drills that only take like, you know, a few feet of space, so you can do them right in your room. Um, if you think you don't have that time, then you've, what you've done is you simply decided something else is more important. And you need to remember that when things aren't going well on the pitch, when you're playing less than you want to be playing, maybe someone took your starting position or what have you. And again, the easiest way to do it, I think, is to do it if 
you don't have a time planned for that day because sometimes you want to get in more than 10 minutes, obviously. But if you're not sure, get at least 10 minutes first thing in the morning so that if the day gets away from you, you've at least done that. If you have, you know, if you can do it later as well and you have the time for, you know, a good half hour, 45 minute session, great, awesome, do that. But get that 10 minutes in the morning so you have at least that because that that is the beginning of the foundation because look, pros don't focus on crazy drills. They're not out doing these magical drills and training sessions that, you know, it's kept hush hush and top secret and you've never known about it. They focus on absolute mastery of the simple basics that they can do with precision, that they can do with perfection, that they can do at a fast pace, under pressure, and all that starts with the ball at your feet. Um, so in that note, I urge you go check out Impact Soccer System at impactsoccerperformance.com slash system. You cannot go wrong with that. It will absolutely give you a leg up on everybody you play against, everybody you play with. It is crucial to your development. So go give it a try. I urge you to check it out because look, what, what you're doing is hard. It's it's exceptional. You're exceptional, exceptional. There, I got it for doing it. Look, most people, most players are content with being what they are, with showing up to the team practices and going through the motions. So. You're not. I mean, you wouldn't be listening to this if you were, right? Like these are the elite of the elite, uh, to use an overused word, in in youth soccer. You're you're a different level if you're actually listening to this podcast. So look, take a break from worrying about what you can't control once in a while and goof off a little bit. Have fun with the ball. Play some of the games I mentioned. Do do whatever because. The journey is is really what matters. I know it's kind of a cliche saying at this point, but it really is the journey, not the destination. Um, that is what is important. And goofing off is part of that. Having fun is part of that. Messing around is part of that. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, go add I Am The Fire by Hailstorm to your training playlist. If you haven't already, I may have mentioned this a, a while back. Um, you will add this to your playlist and you will listen to it and you will like it unless you're okay with just being a really, really terrible soccer player. Uh, but that's not you, right? We know that's not you. So um, thank you so much for listening and sharing the podcast to others and following it and giving a rating and all that awesome stuff. I really do appreciate it. If you haven't done so um, and you want to help out the, the podcast, go check out the soccerspecialist.com slash supporters. I would really appreciate that as well. Otherwise, I hope your first week of the new year is going awesome for you. And I will talk to you later.